Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your host, Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening. Tom nice Zappala, yeah. Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Where? <laughs> what is this? I caught you. Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Thank you. Uh, happy actually, to be here. Uh, we have an interesting show. It's a good show today. And I'm going to be honest with you. We are being bailed out. Bailed out by a good friend of ours who was only supposed to do a 10-minute segment, but he has uh, agreed to guest host with Rico and I, our good friend Brian Drent from Mile High Card Company. Brian, how are you? He's a class man, class. Guys. Where's T- John Tarby, where is he? He's your friend. Where is he? I don't know. I mean, he always seems to be there whenever I need him. I mean, you know, we asked Tarby to come on. He says, I'll be there, I'll be there. And I called his office. And you know what they had the gall to say to me? He had to run out on a consignment. How dare he run out on a consignment? Can you believe that? <laughs> Priorities in order. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, we have a good show today. Brian is going to be with us. Later on, we're bringing in Bob Broadwater from Collectibles Insurance. And by the way, Brian did the commercial for uh, Collectibles Insurance Services. Um, again, you're watching us on Facebook. You can listen to us anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, anywhere in the world, right? That's right. That's right. Podcasts, radio, podcasts, and radio. And radio. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. All right, listen, before we get into Brian, our headline, you guys are both going to love this. I want to get your, your opinion on this. Oh, boy. You ready? Yes, sir. Fast-growing pickleball pickleball is about to get a card set. It was inevitable that the fastest-growing sport in the U.S. would have a trading card set. We're talking about pickleball, the sport that combines tennis, badminton, ping-pong, and uses a flat paddle and plastic perforated ball. The sport was invented in 1965, but gained popularity during the COVID-19 pandemic because it allowed players to compete while remaining socially (laughs) distant from each other. Now... Leaf is highlighting some of the top players in the game. Called the 2023 Leaf Pickleball Premier Edition, the product is due out in late September for release. Hmm. For more information, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. But I've got to ask you guys both this question. First, Brian, you. Is this getting out of control with (laughs) stuff like this? I mean, a a, a pickleball leaf set. can Can you help me out here? What am I missing? I tell you what, I, I mean, I've seen it all, but uh, pickleball seems to be uh, pushing the envelope. I'll just say I, I probably won't make any pre-orders of the product. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not popular enough, you know, for people. It's, names? It's, Who plays pickleball? Are you kidding? Well, no, no, I don't mean that. Who's pickleball the pros? The pros. I know no, that. No, 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 no. So Pick, what are, what are, pickleball, everybody plays pickleball. I, I understand that, but we're talking the what pro, pros. Play, professional, play, the professional right. leagues, Who right? follows them? That's what I'm saying. I don't even know one pickleball guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> How good are they? I've never seen it. So then the next question, does, does anyway. PSA start grading them? Oh, I imagine you'll see some graded uh, pickleball cards. You know, uh, well, I mean, we're happy that they're playing. They like pickleball, and it's growing. All right, and so, uh, you know, all right. So I'm going to be I'm going to be a a, a, a a complainer here. Yeah. Well, what's uh, new? I'm going to right. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. All right. But it seems as though, and I'm going to use PSA as an example, Brian. I know. Listen, they, they they've been a big sponsor of the show. They are the biggest in the world. They are the best in the world, in my opinion. But it seems as though PSA now is kind of coming out and helping to come out with grading things that are totally off the wall. Um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, I, you know, go ahead. You, you've got to look at their standpoint, um, and that's why they really seem to have, through the pandemic, after the pandemic, ha- have really made a, a concerted 
push to, to, you know, promote modern and ultra modern cards because the abundance of material to grade is there and it's a never ending supply. So if your job or, or your company is grading cards, it's far easier to find modern and ultra modern cards than it is vintage cards. And there's far more and supply. They, they might've just wanted to be first. I mean, uh, they, Jeff, Pro- Jeff, probably research what what's going on. Yeah, I'm sure they you did. You know, the, the but, company. I so. mean, so so is the vintage market going to go by the wayside eventually, or or I mean, is it gonna is it gonna just drop off, or, or is it gonna continue? And as the baby boomers pass on into the next uh, collectible world, hey, hey, you don't look at me. What's gonna happen to vintage? I, I mean, I think the backbone of our whole industry our whole hobby is vintage collectibles whether it be cards or memorabilia so absolutely not i mean this is uh it's just like you know comic books golden age silver age uh things of that nature so it's it's we're in a great place and there's absolutely no way that's ever going to happen we're uh you've got a you've got an auction closing uh when saturday is it saturday night Thursday night. Thursday night, man. That's a couple of days. That's tomorrow night because we're recording on Wednesday. Right. So you've got a, you have an auction closing. Uh, I've been on on the auction quite a bit. Uh, you've got the Wagner card. How's the Wagner card doing? Are you happy with where it's at right at this snapshot in time? Yeah, no. It, it's currently just a tick under eight hundred thousand before the buyer's premium. So you're looking at nine sixty out the door or so. Um, but uh, we expect the card to do uh, significantly better, one six, uh, 1.6 million plus. Uh, we have a great deal of uh, interest. I think we have 20-some-odd unique bidders on it, so uh, I'm sure there will be a, a great deal of uh, interest and a great deal of bidding before the uh, the close of that card. Yeah, you've got some great lots. Uh, in- the Wagner card is just- Oh, yeah, it's just... Just yeah, of course, Ruth and uh, you know Mantle, but uh, you know, when got, you say Wagner, you say, "Wow, how much yeah. is it now?" I, I get asked yeah. that. I said, "You yeah, know, you've got some." And how many? I know we've asked this question before, Brian. How many Wagner cards have you handled over the course of uh, Mile High's uh, career? Yeah, we've handled uh, five or six. I mean, we've had, uh, I guess, five of them since 2019, which I know is is more than anybody else in, in the industry. So uh, we, we've been very fortunate that that card has come our way. And, and uh, I think it, it continues to come our way because of past performance uh, in, in the sales uh, of that card through our auctions. Yeah, you know, his son, uh, Wagner's son, it's uh, was talking Lyle about... Wagner used to be in... Uh, no, Wiggy Wagner. Wiggy, Wiggy Wagner, yeah, used to be in uh, uh, Carol Burnett. Yeah. Um, Brian, are you getting more and more into the modern and I mean, are you investigating and more into the uh, modern and ultra modern market yourself? I mean, you're a vintage guy. Mile High is a vintage. I mean, sure. the the real key big auction houses have always kind of leaned towards vintage. Are you guys learning on the run? I mean, not learning on the run, but are you getting more and more into modern and ultra modern? Yeah, we've talked about this before. I mean, we had to actually hire somebody, um, whereas I, I've learned a lot about modern and ultra-modern cards. Um, it's a very you know interesting market. It's very uh, – uh, there's a lot to know. So we hired somebody that uh, is more uh, knowledgeable than myself in that, uh, in that realm. That said, you know, we're seeing a continued uh, – downturn in modern and ultra modern cards i think the market is is shifting back uh if you will to vintage you're seeing auction houses that have been i would say primarily focused on modern and ultra modern um kind of reestablish the vintage side of things fortunately for ourselves we've never that's always been our focus so it continues to be our focus Will we sell modern and ultra-modern cards? Absolutely. There's some great material within that uh, realm. And, uh, uh, you know, so, so we will always make that available to our customers. Uh, but, again, our, our focus is always going to be vintage. I, I asked one of our guests in the, in the past show about <clears throat> what year is vintage start? I mean, from the high end, 52? Is that what it's, you know, 52? Start or 
And yeah, uh, is that vintage? Is the fifty-two cards yeah. considered vintage? We've always, we've always kind of considered seventy-five and back. Oh, um, but now, now I guess you would have to say even maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, towards the eighties, yeah. uh, and back would be vintage. So Rico, um, Rico's a vintage you know, guy. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Rico's a vintage guy then. I'm old. Right. A uh, week, Rico. Yeah, I mean, if you played with Babe Ruth, you're a vintage guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, we are sh- sharing our spotlight here with our good friend Brian Drent from Mile High Card Company. Again, you're listening uh, and watching the uh, Great American Collectibles Show. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere. You listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, Brian, junk wax era. Let's talk about that for a minute. Sure. Um, you know, there was a time when the, the market was really oversaturated, and everybody and his brother mm-hmm. bought unopened case boxes or whatever and stuck them in their closet. And for the, for the longest yeah. time, uh, all they did was collect dust. Is there a possibility that at some point in time, those junk wax products are going to kind of pick up a head of steam? Yeah, I mean, within within reason. I mean, we've already seen some increases in unopened wax from, say, 87 Donross and, and things of that nature, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s products. Um, and you're right. I mean, every single strip mall had a baseball card store. Every single person, that. you know, part of their investment portfolio was unopened cases of baseball cards. Um and so once that happened, uh, you know, the manufacturers just turned on the presses and let it fly and they just made too much. The one positive from that aspect or, or from that that time period is just the players, uh, rookie cards that were uh, issued during that period of time. I mean, obviously bonds and Clemens, but then, you, they, you know, you have cards like that associated with steroid scandal. But you have other Hall of Famers, <clears throat> Randy Johnson, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, yeah. issue, you know, they're with their rookie cards issued during that period of time. So at some point, it's only common sense to think to yourself, at some point, you know, a Maddox rookie has to be worth more than it currently is, especially in incredibly high grade nine ten. Uh, same thing with Randy Johnson and others. You know, so. we we did a, a, a I do these a Great American Collectibles show. We call them another Gax moment. And I was speaking with a couple of your friendly competitors about sure. three good cards to invest in. Which we consider, you know, people are always nailing us. Me especially, you nail me for being a vintage guy. At least, you, well, you know, I, I, right. I understand. So I, we recommended, based on my conversations with a couple of guys, I re- recommended three cards that if you invest in them now, real cheap, you can buy them. Uh, Justin Verlander, <laughs> uh, 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 who else? Uh, Clayton Kershaw and Kershaw. Uh, Max Scherzer. Three good cards to invest in. You can really get them on the cheap right now. Is that a good investment if you can buy those cards now and just don't try to flip them? Just put them, make them part of your portfolio. I mean, they're, they're all locks to be yeah. Hall of Famers. In a, I could see that being a, a, a very good uh, possibility because, like you said, if their careers ended today, they're Hall of Famers. Right. They've, 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 uh, you know, Absolutely. pitchers are always an interesting um, – an interesting thing. I mean, look what's happening with Otani right now. Uh, you know, Good point. I saw yesterday they're considering and most likely there's going to be a Tommy John surgery. Right. Uh, Second one. You know, so a pitcher can look like a million bucks, but uh, the next time you turn around, I mean, they're, they're on the DL. Uh, those guys have already put up career numbers and are continuing to pile onto those career numbers. So I could absolutely see that being a good investment. You know, somebody uh, texted me. Somebody texted yeah, me. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. And mm-hmm. asked, you know, he, he, this, whoever the, the, the viewer was researched every combination of, the sh- of those three pitches, right? And, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, like, they're cheap. So you know what he did? He bought. He bought every combination. He bought every card of every pitcher. And he's just, sure, you know, well, high, high grades, and he's just putting them away. You know, you're making a good point, though, Brian. You know, Otani is a good example, and we t- we've talked about this. 
And you're saying that the modern and the ultra-modern market has, has kind of dropped a little bit. Are, 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 are some of these buyers, collectors, uh, you know, getting a little wise to the fact that, you know, I invested X amount of dollars in a Shoei Otani card. I invested X amount of uh, dollars in a Wanda Franco card, high grade, paid a lot of money for it. And guess what? That PSA 10 Wanda Franco card, one of one, whatever the hell it is, right Period. now, uh, you know, you can trade it in for a pair of uh, loafers. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so uh, uh, are they smartening up a little bit with the money that they're spending? Well, I think that you have a couple combinations going on. Number one, uh, I think they're absolutely smartening up if they, if that's, you know, a term, uh, you know, in, in regards to how much they're willing to pay uh, and understanding that there's the possibility of injuries. There's a possibility of things off the playing field, uh, you know, steroids with uh, uh, the kid from San Diego. Right. Um Batista. You know, so I, I think that's number Batista, one. And then number right. two, it seems that especially with ultra modern, there's a new flavor every every other month because there's new products that come out all the time. So you you know, in that market, you have yesterday's flavor. Well, that's not good enough. They need today's flavor. That, I mean, so what tells, what happens to the price of yesterday's flavor? So is it? And that, that's go ahead. I'm sorry, no finish because you're you're hitting a that, you're hitting a nerve uh, with me. You know, part thing i mean you're looking at the money that you're willing to spend on somebody that the possibility exists of injuries or or other circumstances uh bringing down the value of of your of your item and then on the on the second hand you have uh you know the multitude of products that come out uh from a multitude of manufacturers and you've you've got a lot to compete with on that side isn't it a little disingenuous though to to, to to create that manufactured rarity every month. I mean, I, 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 yeah. you know, I mean, it, to me, I find it frustrating. Um, you and I have had this well, conversation <clears throat> where they get okay. Here's this Rico Petroselli one of one prism purple with the uh, with the orange background. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and people pay a lot of money for that. Then four months later, hey, here's a Rico Petroselli, one of one, but what a, you know, five cents. Doesn't it get yeah, uh, it's, 12, it's, 15, 20, 30 different one of ones? Exactly. That's and, my point. You know, you start to sit there and go, what is it? becomes so watered down. You don't know what the right card is. You know, right? you may think it's one thing, other people think it's something else. So you just never know exactly what. You don't know what's going on. You know, you're not sure what the buyer wants. If I want, you know, a card, I love this. This kid is a you know, rookie. He's great. And this card comes out. I'll buy it because I like the kid. Right. And uh, I'm not maybe thinking so much of the worth of it down the road or losing But a money. lot of people are, though. Really. No, there are people that do it. But that's the chance you take, Tom. That's the chance you can. It's I like mean, anything. Well, wait a minute, Vic. If it hits, worth a lot of money. You're right. The kid is right. That, you're, that's you're, great. You're making a good point. I don't point. mean you know. I mean the buyer has well has to make a choice. I think I think Brian's hitting on something. If you knock it, I mean you're saying to them, don't well, buy well, it. At the well, beginning, you know, at the beginning when that was all happening, there were there were collectors that were were, were investing thousands of dollars, and I'll use Wanda Franco as an example. There were, there were buyers that invested thousands of dollars in a Wanda Franco rookie card, PSA 10, whatever the hell it was, and guess what? They flipped it, and they made a lot of money. Yeah, okay. They made a lot of money. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that bought that Wanda Franco card okay. for four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800, and guess what? They can't buy a hot dog with it Does right it now. tear down the industry? I think it hurts. I think it hurts it. I don't see. I, I really do. I don't. I know. All right, listen, we are chatting with our good friend Brian. You know, he's not afraid to. He's excellent. Brian, you're not afraid to stick yeah, your toe man. in the water sometimes. That's what we appreciate about stick, you. Wait, wait. Stick uh, your toe uh, in the water. Yeah, he knows what I'm talking about. Listen, when we come back, uh, we are going to chat about the auction, the Mile High Auction. He's got some unbelievable stuff in it. There's one item, Brian, that I'm high bidder on. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I want that bad boy. And tonight I think I'm going to up my bid because Ellen promised me that I could buy it. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Right. 
Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Number six on the roster, but number six in our hearts. Number one in our hearts. On deck with Rico Patricelli. Okay, it is time for our segment, On Deck with Rico, brought to us each week by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. All right. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to okay. robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Yeah. This week's question was submitted by Matt Waning. And Matt it's Wayne. kind of a good question. And this is kind of a current modern question, Rick. <laughs> well, so. What do the Red Sox need to become a contender again? Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> good question. I mean, how far away are they? Well, you're Red Sox fans. Well, if this, if, let's say this team that they have now and they're 
they're healthy, let's say. <clears throat> they need, they need uh, uh, a real good setup man, all right, to get to the closer. Wait, what is that, a one-inning guy or two-inning guy? Oh, could be one or two. Well, that's okay. No, wait, wait a second. Uh, bullpen, they need a, They absolutely need a, a starter that could win 15 games at least. One, just one? Uh, yeah. And, and go with what they have now. And then they need another uh, hitter a, that could produce, knock in runs, okay? I One thing I like, they got some speed. Uh, so getting guys on base ahead of the... The big hitters, so it's you know people are going to say, well, they need way more than that. Yeah, of course, you know they could always use a lot more players, a lot more good players. But, but you know you're not going to be able to do that uh, if they go into free agency. If they get one guy that's uh, you know can put the ball uh, out of the ballpark, knock in runs. But you have you have you really have confidence in, in their rotation right now, guys no, like no, Hulk no. and uh, not not. So I said they need another another. Good pitcher. Good 15, potential 15. So I would win. throw Sale in the bullpen. Yeah. I, but that's, I, I would now, throw him. Now, yeah. I'd make him a two-inning guy. Well, I don't know if he can even stay, take it. You can, maybe he can pitch you know, in the bullpen once every five days. So, I mean, they're not, they, they're not that far away, though, right? They're, they're, they're no. Um, they're a little feisty team. They, you know, they they battle. Well, there's one guy the that I have. You and I have an I have issue with you about Katskis. Katskis. You have been knocking this kid, and do you realize that he is now the front runner for rookie of the year? He's batting 272. He's got 25 dings. He's not. He's not a terrible fielder. He's going to get rookie of the year, and you've been knocking him all year. Who's this? Casas. Casas. Look at him. You can know his nose is growing. <laughs> I haven't been knocking like Pinocchio, him. Pinocchio, lion. I have not He's been, the guy that's. Been, I have not been you knocking said him. You didn't he like was him. Still. You said he was still. I like him though now. All right, Brian. Uh, Brian, what about your, uh, uh, your your Rockies? And by the way, with all due respect, Rico's going to hate <laughs> me to say this, and you're probably not going to like this. But I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a big Trevor Story fan. I'm just not a big fan of Trevor Stories. I think, it's honestly, weird. he's a great... He kind of went red. I'm sorry? Say that again, Brian? He really went kind of right off a cliff. Yeah, he did. He got he, hurt. He, I don't care. He's not... He's he's a good fielder. Well, he hit a lot of home runs in Colorado, and you'd think in Fenway he could, you know, hit a good yes. amount of... Uh, but he's, he's got he's been hurt. I mean, how long has he played? You know, what, five games in a row or something? I know, I know. I mean, anyway. it's injuries... How are your Rockies, Bry? They're horrific. <laughs> um, they're terrible. Can I say this? Too? I mean, I didn't even know we were still. <laughs> you know, we we've moved on. We're we're, we're football season. <laughs> the major leagues is only a few, not, maybe a handful of good teams. The rest are mediocre to I bad. I, I agree with you. There's some teams that look triple-A teams. I mean, what yeah, are you they, kidding me? I agree me? with you. <clears throat> but uh, I guess, I don't know, not enough talent around. Hey, Brian, let's talk about the uh, some of the other items you have in the auction. You've got some great stuff uh, in the yeah. auction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have, uh, you know, a multitude of great items in this auction. I mean, there's a... A uh, Ruth, uh, excuse me, a uh, a Rose rookie and a PSA nine. Um, got the catalog right here. Let's take a look. Yeah, wow. I mean, you uh, have some catalog. cool stuff. And by the way, that's, that's a great nice. catalog. Jeez. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully everybody got theirs in the mail. I Not know uh, we pressed to get them out, but uh, with uh, everything, it it takes a little bit. But uh, we've got the thirty three and thirty four Gaudi graded sets, uh, mostly PSA. Um, you know, uh, a 14 Cracker Jack, uh, Joe Jackson. It's in a PSA 1.5. We got it graded at the national. It just, uh, has a much better look than a 1.5. I was completely shocked, but, uh, that's being offered in the auction. Um, game used, uh, we have a beautiful game used and photo masked Bobby Orr jersey. Nice. Uh, so it, it's, it's a, a ton of, Stats that are in the auction, uh, graded and and uh, and ungraded. 
um, you know, great amount of uh, unopened product, uh, a 48 leaf unopened pack graded PSA 7, a 52 tops unopened wax pack graded PSA 7, 54 uh, tops, uh, I believe, uh, I'm not sure the grade on that one, uh, but a 54 tops uh, unopened uh, wax pack, what grade we got, a PSA 7. Uh, 91 Desert Shield Tops Unopened Wax Box. So great unopened like we usually have. Yep. Uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's a really balanced auction from top to bottom. And then obviously it's buoyed by the, uh, the, uh, the Wagner that's being offered as lot one. Right. Okay. So, I mean, no, uh, the, the auction, uh, all the auctions rely sure. on people who want to sell, right? And I know it's, uh, this is, simple you know but so uh, you have to wait until people come to you and they say you know we want to sell this Ty Cobb you know uh, two, t- 206 is sure. that basically what it is you don't you don't uh, do you uh, and others <clears throat> buy stuff yourself and put them in the auction yeah we we do actually buy uh cards we buy collections uh we buy graded ungraded uh, we buy memorabilia, so we definitely buy ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but predominantly, the auction is is made up of uh, consignments from our customers. Yeah, mm. you know, Sebastian Rico, that's a damn good question. No, well, you know, maybe people watching are just uh, interested. And they're the first time they're saying, "What's this all about?" You know, good question. That's why like, I no answered them, Brian. It was a good question, and I think sometimes people kind of. Uh, Assume every auction house just takes consignments, consignments and that's right. the only no. thing. Yeah, that's a good but one. we absolutely look to buy collections outright, single cards outright, uh, whether it's uh, you know autographs, you know game used collections, um, advertising pieces. So we're we're kind of open to anything. So Brian, like when you're at the National, for instance, or the Philly yeah. Show, one of those shows, sure. whatever whatever pieces that you bring in. What's the what's the the breakdown? Is it fifty percent you buy, fifty percent of consignment, or do, do you buy most yeah. of it? How does it? What's the breakdown? No, I would say. I mean, our average auctions. You know, we do six to eight million dollar plus auctions. Yeah. So I, I think people would be our. You know, our breakdown is. Uh, I don't think we're twenty percent of it we own. Right. So and the rest, eight percent or so, is consigned. Okay, mm-hmm. oh, I want to talk to you about these unopened. I, I, I've I've never been able to wrap my arms around like these PSA graded seven, like using the the forty eight leaf for instance. You've got you've got how many cars in that in that pack? About. I'm going to guess in that pack. Let's see if it says, but uh, I think it's. Five or okay, so you've got five Four, cards. five, six. You've got five cards that are in a cello pack, mm-hmm. and there's yep. a PSA slab there. So that that particular pack has always increased in value. Is there ever a time when some collector will buy it and say, you know something, I'm going to roll the dice and break it open, and let's see if there's that Jackie rookie card in there or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why OnOpen continues to to show nice growth is, I mean, you see all these companies out there that, uh, you know, they video uh, opening a a 55 Tops uh, cello or uh, a 55 All-American cello pack, something along that line. And, And every time one of those packs is opened, now there's less of them to be opened. Gotcha. So what happens is there's an adjustment in price and and they appreciate because of that fact so very cool why do people do that right why do people bet on horses it's the same right exactly you mean it's just the excitement of what could be there charlie charlie is great at that (laughs) charlie perino's great at that yeah yeah you know he'll he'll break open some really people you know wondering why with these pack because i'll never forget the show we did a couple of years ago when we got that 55 the 55 bowman yeah with bowman mantle uh, yeah that that was pretty cool yeah i mean it's uh 
Fortunately for me, I just don't have that bug to open them. I don't need that. Uh, I don't. So, but some people, I know people that buy on open and they they may go home and have a couple scotches, and the next thing you know, they're <laughs> ripping open a pack. You know, when we first, when I first got into uh, this. Well, when I started writing the book, oh, right. the T206 book 15 years ago, there were more. I mean, I remember, uh, uh, you know, at the, some of the old Mastro auctions and some of those uh, auctions that there were uh, uh, unopened, graded, you know, tobacco packs, Piedmont, hmm. uh, uh, Sweet Caporal packs. And it was wow. always, it was always the, 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 uh, the carrot was, there could be a plank in here. There could be a, uh, there could be a, a, a carbon here. But you don't see many of those around anymore, do you, Brian? No, too many. I mean, and, and I, we've handled a couple over the years, and it's just you just never know. First of all, there might be a card, but it could be uh, an Indian chief. It could yeah, be yeah. A, a bird. You know, <laughs> you just don't know if it's even going to be a baseball card. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's an interesting thing, but uh, I don't know, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to figure out what could be in there, obviously. Yeah. Hey, well, you talked about pickleball before. You know, Joanne, <laughs> my niece, Yeah, she's, this is, this is good. Uh, she plays pickleball, her, her and her husband against other people. And one of the guys there that they play against played pickleball. This is California now. Watches every show. <laughs> oh, he's... See? Yeah, yeah. So, so you pickleball players, we didn't mean to uh, disparage yeah, no, you. No, definitely. We love uh, pickleball. We love pickleball. It's just a great sport. But I wanted to mention that. It's, it just, just came to mind. It's a, it's a great sport. I'm a little late. Uh, <laughs> Brian, T206s. That T206 collection, <clears throat> it's still the iconic collection in uh, pre-war. Um, why? I, you know, obviously, I was a big, big uh, T206 sure. collector at one time. Uh we wrote a book on the T206 collection, but why is it still? I think it's, it, 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 it's a good question, but I think really what you really want to look at is, are there more T206s out there in numbers than any other tobacco that, that's set? Exactly what, that's exactly what I'm alluding to. Absolutely, but it's also the most popular because of that fact. And then you throw on the combination of the uh, the allure of the Wagner card, the allure uh, of the Doyle card, the allure of the Plank card, uh, and even Maggie, which we have a Maggie in the auction as well. And then the fact that there's four Cobbs and multiple Cy Youngs, multiple Matthewsons. Um, so it, it just – and then – then just take a look at the cards and uh, the colors, uh, the ink, the saturation of the ink. They used a German ink, which was really deep and bold. Um, and they mm. did stuff that other card, uh, to that, cards to that point had never really been manufactured like that. And then the allure, I guess, if, if, of having the cards in tobacco packs and yet kid, you know, grown men were smoking – but somehow the cards, you know, came down to, to landing in, in kids' collections. So I, I think if you wrap it all up and look at it from that scope, you can understand why T206s are the, the most popular and, and the most enduring. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them, and they are. They're great. I, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful, it is a beautiful cards. collection. And then obviously, you know, the gap between uh, the T206 collection and the 52 Tops collection you know, I mean, I think if you had a look at the, the, the next iconic collection of the modern world, it's the 52 tops. Is, 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 am, I, am I right there? I actually would think it's uh, oh, the Gaudis. 33 Gaudis. All right, so 33 Gaudis. All right, and then the tops. You're right. That's a good point. Good point. Huh. But again, I've asked this question to both of you on many occasions. Oh, yes. What is the allure? I mean, there are not 50... 52 mantle cards out there. There are thousands of them. What is the allure of the 52 mantle? Are you you don't That's know? Questioning also, but I tell you, it, it comes down to this. I think uh, uh, number one, the just uh, the name Mickey Mantle and the alliteration, you know, with the two M's. Uh, the kids from Oklahoma. He's a good-looking guy. Make he's kind of a hayseed. 
makes it in New York City. And then, obviously, Topps must have known something because they make him the first card of the high number series. They double print the card. Um, so think about that. Just And then just the appearance of the card. Look at it in comparison to other 52 Topps cards. And, and there's another card that has that kind of imagery. Just the colors, the combination, how bold and and, and just uh, – I mean, you got to think that kid's only 19 years old on that baseball card. I know. That's crazy. How old are you? They love him. And People love him. I mean, you know, he really, he really is. He's my, you know, my. I know that. You know, I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I'm not trying to be. Critical. Oh, I know. I know it's that. It's just that. I just. I've always wondered <clears throat> what the reason is. Before we take a quick break, why don't you tell I us about our good friend Tom Rudgey? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk uh, about our friend Tom oh, Rudgey. I'm supposed to read half of that, but you can read it. And the staff. No, no. Where's you the say? Just read the damn thing. Well, anyway, Tom Rudgey and the staff at Destiny Wealth Management. Keep that in mind. Destiny wealth management if you're a card or memorabilia collector have you ever thought about how to manage your collection long term <laughs> well I, I certainly have i'll tell you the truth i look at my personal collection and through the advice and expertise of tom roji roji uh i've learned that you need a professional to help categorize valuate and eventually put a liquidation plan together with dealers or auction, which you should be thinking about for your memorabilia. I'm going to do it. Liquidate it to me. Yeah. Do I know you? Uh, if you or your family decides to sell your collection, most importantly, you need to be aware of the tax ramifications. Another thing, I'll help you when with. you liquidate. Yeah. Although Zap and JM, and of course Tom Zappala and uh, John Mallory, John, John Mallory have begged me to include them <laughs> when it comes time to depart with my. 40th home run ball. Yeah, you'll get it. Come on. Or my 1967 World Series glove. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to Tom Ruggi and the Wealth Management Group. And don't forget, Ruggi Wealth Management will also handle all of your investment <sighs> needs, folks. That's uh, Ruggi Wealth Management, the go-to company to manage your collectible decisions. But he's out of uh, Florida. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, well, Tom. yeah, Tom's a great Although guy. He's He'll be joining over. us in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Tom Ruggi, uh, Wealth Management. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Brian's going to stick with us. And then we have uh, our good friend Bob Broadwater from Collectibles Insurance Services. You don't have insurance. you got to listen. Yeah, you got to really. pay attention to the insurance part of this show. Uh, again, you're listening to... The Great American Collectible Show, and you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality and premier customer service their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan pristine also works for hope sports and identity hoops international traveling to mexico to build houses for the less fortunate pristine auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day for more information go to pristineauction.com that's pristine auction the best in the business if you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on their tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, 
because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, supporting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetrocelliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petrocelli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. Folks, imprinted products keep your brand in front of your customers more than any other form of advertising. So go to Petrocelli Marketing. You can call them at 800-264-4294. Or go to the website at PetrocelliMKT.com. Who owns that company? My son. You don't. You get a little piece of it. No, I get nothing. You get I, I started it about 10 years into it. He came with me, and then I I said, well. You get swag, though. You get hats and shirts him. and stuff. I get nothing. Stuff that we never get. I get nothing. Well, I, just beg, I beg him, please, you got to support me. Anyway. All right, listen, East Coast Sports <laughs> Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collector's Show the Philly Show from Friday, September 22nd to Sunday, September 24th, held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center Hall B, 100 Station Ave in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Shop over 300 of your favorite hobby dealer boots on over 100,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to the present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collection needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 12 and under get in for free. Autograph guests include Pete the Hit King, Rose, mm. Baseball Hall of Famers, Jim Tomey, and Pedro Martinez, one of my favorites, and 2023 inductee Scott Rowland, basketball legend Julius Dr. J. Irving, 
and Alan Iverson, and many, many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, that was the year that Rico's team blew the World Series. The Philly Show is where it all started. That's a great show, by the way. We've been there. Yeah. Hey, Brian, are you going to be there? You know what? For the first time in as long as I can remember, I'm actually not going to be there. I uh, I talked to Joe Drellick and uh, and uh, told him I I have a parents' weekend for my youngest daughter. Oh, college at baby Miss. at Ole Miss, right? Yep, yeah, oh. we dropped her off a couple uh, weeks ago, and so my wife and I are going to Oxford, Mississippi, for parents' weekend this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's nice. Yep. That's great. Good for you. All right. Bob is with us. Bob Broadwater, hey, Bob, Bob Broadwater from Collectibles Insurance Services. Hey, we Bob. bring in Bob periodically. They're a great sponsor of the show. But more importantly, we cannot stress enough, and we, we, we try to drum it into everybody's head. If you don't have a good insurance policy for your collectibles, uh, for your collectibles, your memorabilia collection, whatever you have, you're really playing with fire. Bob, welcome. How are you doing? Good. Good to see you Bob. guys again. Yeah. Bob, uh, as a matter of fact, this, do you know Brian Drent? Have you guys ever met? I, I don't believe we have. Well, I, I don't we know. have met. You have met. Have. Brian, he recorded your commercial for this show okay. uh, because Brian is a, uh, a collector's, uh, collectible insurance customer, and he's always, uh, you know, just – touting you guys let's let's talk about why is it so important brian uh bob to have a collection i mean there are people that have a thousand dollar collection there are people that have several million dollars uh worth of collection Mm -hmm. tell us what the importance is and why yeah so we're an insurance company uh founded by collectors for collectors typically sports memorabilia other collectible items fall outside your typical homeowners, property insurance coverage. So our product fills that gap by covering that those items to their current market value and includes typical causes of loss like accidental breakage, fire, water, theft. Uh, we fill that gap for this, uh, for this property. Now, a very dear friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, whose name I'm not going to mention, uh, has, a, has an extensive uh, memorabilia collection um, in his home. And I'm not totally sure if it's insured. And it's in a room down his basement. And I know there's some very valuable stuff in there. I'm just wondering if that individual has that stuff insured. <clears throat> he should, yeah. But uh, oh, no, you, does he? I'm asking With him. hacking, I tell you, there's a lot of hackers out there. I'm asking the, him. They need insurance. <laughs> oh, <about> you. <laughs> oh, you're talking about me? Oh, of course they got insurance. You have an insurance? Yeah. Of course, I just thought I'd ask. Uh, but what about a deductible? Deductibles start as low as fifty dollars, and uh, insurance can opt for higher ones for for a discount. Do, yeah, I, go ahead. Henry. No, I was saying, yeah, they're crazy if you don't. If you have a <laughs> a, a decent uh, collection, uh, especially if you have a great collection, you you, you got to get insurance. Yeah. And today's. There's too much going on today. There's a lot of crazy stuff. You know, I've, I've uh, upped my, uh, my personal collection twice this year with two new bills from you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, but we, 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 we took care of it. Uh, and by the way, quite frankly, uh, your, your rates are really, really, really good. I mean, folks, you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands, not even thousands sometimes, of dollars to uh, insure your collection. The prices are very, very good. Do they need to be itemized, Bob? Is there, is there a cutoff for itemizing? The only um, items we require scheduling are items of individual worth 25000 or more. We ask for a description, approximate market value, and ask the in, uh, customer to retain evidence of ownership, picture, transactional record. But items under 25000 it's blanket coverage, 25000 up. Let us know. And I also wanted to add uh, two of the attractive features of the product. We cover shipping damage, uh, loss, and the transit exposure, bringing items to and from shows, the grading, authentication value. Um, the insurance goes, it carries with the item. You know, I was just thinking, too, because 
a lot of people think, you know, they put their collection in a safe, one of these safes, yeah. small safe. Think it's, they think it's, uh, you know, no, there's no problem, that nothing's going to happen. And and these, <laughs> you know, they could be stolen. Just Carry the whole, the whole thing. Right. Especially in today's world, absolutely. I mean, I mean, really, I'm, I'm really for uh, No, I agree. I, I, Brian, do you, do you stress the importance of insurance to your customers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we uh, have done many uh, appraisals, uh, so they have a baseline for value for uh, uh, insurance purposes, uh, and we definitely stress uh, insurance. There couldn't be anything more important. I can tell you, um, you know, we've always had insurance. Uh, our insurance is uh, rather in-depth uh, and, and does uh, encompass travel to shows, things of that nature. But uh, I think collectors and, and dealers, obviously alike, uh, definitely need insurance. I mean, if you're going to look at this from the standpoint of either a business and or uh, uh, collectability, you've got to look at it uh, in terms of, in real life terms, and, and, and that's the value. And, and so you got to protect your value. You know, we have Bob. Uh, we get uh, periodically we get inquiries from our viewers, our listeners, uh, asking, um, and I know I don't I don't try to advise them uh, about uh, how much they should get their. You know, they're always asking. Well, this is worth this. Mm -hmm. And I, we just direct them to you guys, you know, just say, here, here, you know, they're the ones that, you know, that can, can help you out. But do you, does your company deal with um, uh, auction houses, for instance, or, uh, you know, dealers and kind of advise them on values of certain collections or even private, private uh, uh, collectors? Bob? Is that directed? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah it was directed to Bob. I mean, yeah. Okay. Do, do you deal? Uh, yes. Do you deal with? Yeah, we Go we ahead. work with dealers. Uh, we we have a product uh, designed for dealers as well, and honestly, they are our best advocates and partners um, in supporting supporting the need for insurance, as as Brian mentions. And we do uh, partner with some auction houses also. Uh, just again, stressing stressing the need and the gap that that some don't realize is there. Yeah. No. That's. Um, Rico, you're, you're all kidding aside. We, we joke around, but you yeah. have a pretty. You've got a, a great personal collection of items. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> um, do you? It is. Yeah, I. I, do. I mean, you really do. You've got some yeah, cool stuff. Some, some good stuff. And by the way, I just I, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. I now own a piece of your memorabilia. That oh I'm, yeah, yeah. You're sick. No, I love it. It's a great piece. I bought. What? I bought. Uh, I don't even know what auction it was. Oh, it was a gray flannel auction. I bought a, a 1970 game used Rico Petroselli jersey from 1970 signed by Emerico Petroselli, and it is photo matched, and it's flannel, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, that's nice. You Except were, you know, I, I was looking at it. I opened it up, and quite frankly, I don't think you'd be able to get it on your arm today. <laughs> With all due respect. You see, the wool was so hot. <laughs> Is that what it was? But uh, no, I, I definitely, I just so agree so much in... Uh, you know, when I when we first started with the show, we never thought of insurance. I know. <laughs> we never, you know but then, you, yeah, exactly. Got to well, learn you, why. You, Wait a minute. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, uh, that's great. Bob, are you a collector? I am. Actually, I am an aviation enthusiast. I really airplanes. Wow, nice. All right, listen. I think we're we're just about out of time. I, I can't know. believe it already. I know. Uh, Bob, your um, website address? Collectinsure.com. And Brian, your auction ends tomorrow night because tonight's Wednesday. And uh, and uh, guys, get your bids in at uh, milehighcardco.com. Uh, there's some great material and uh, some great deals right now, but uh, uh, we definitely appreciate uh, all of our customers' business. Brian, what do they call it? Sniping? Is that, is that what they do at the last minute? Sniping is called? Yeah, we, we work on a, uh, you know, we close and then go to a 30-minute uh, rule. And uh, so they got to get their bids in. The items will stay open individually uh, by lot, uh, uh, the, the items that have had bids during that 30 minutes. I'm going to snipe on that one item. I am going to buy that item. I'm rooting for you. I'm, I want it, baby. Again, 
thank you all uh, so much for your support. Again, you can listen to us anywhere. You listen to your favorite podcast, The Great American Collectible Show. Rick, nice seeing you. Hey, it was great. Bob, thanks, thank guys. You very much. And Brian, as always, man, you've been a big, big support. Thank uh, you, Brian. Just, I can't thank you enough. Yeah. With that being said, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.